Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. Welcome, everybody, to episode 34 of the Greenlight Podcast. Uh, this episode is going to be awesome. We're joined by Mark Williams and Deja Barcliffe of Team Footprints and also the Mecca Podcast. Welcome. Thank you guys for being here. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. We're looking forward to it. So um, before we get going, you know, assume uh, somebody doesn't know who you guys are, kind of your background, how you got here, and then, you know, the, the origin story of Team Footprints okay. and, and the Mecca Podcast. Uh, Team Footprint started basically as a basketball training company um, with the sole purpose of just training. That's basically where we started. Um, I started along with my partner at the time, Talik Brown, who's now going on work at UConn. Um, he's back at UConn. He's actually ultimately an assist leader up yep. there at UConn. He's a beast. Yeah. He's, a, he's pretty good. Um, <laughs> he, 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 gave, he gave my childhood fits, man. I'm a Duke fan, so I don't oh, like yeah. to leave. He cracked their ass. He gave. <laughs> Oh. At any rate, so, so well, he got the national championship in 2004, and at that time I was working as, in the Department of Education. Um, I was just, you know, high school coach. I did collegiate, I coached on a collegiate level, so I came back and started coaching on a high school level. And then he needed a place to work out, uh, so we would just work out, get shots up. Um, so he was still trying to pursue after, I mean, um, after college um, experiences at a professional level. So at that point, it led to this kid, led to that kid, led to a youth kid. You know, then we joined armed forces when he retired from overseas, and then we just went full full gauges for becoming a basketball training company. So we primarily started with professionals, and we worked our way down, and then worked our way back up. Um, and then we morphed, and you know, became one of the, I guess premier names in in, in the training facility, in training space in New York City. We, you know, we've done camps throughout the world and stuff like that, and then we Tyler left. And then we've seen a big shift as far as um, social media. Um, and sadly, and to, you know, to a certain extent, on a, on a positive note also, it's something good. So we brought on a young lady to my right. Um, and if she's going to tell you a little bit about what she's done and what she's doing. Um, so my name is Deja. Um, I joined Footprints this summer, this summer that actually just passed, um, working with social media, building social media. I went to Penn State, and that was basically my major sports communication with the media, broadcasting, and everything. So, um, yeah, like straight out of college, basically, it was kind of a good connection, um, being so that he was beginning in, like, the whole social media and everything, so, and me too, so, it was cool, um, so, we did the, we started the 32nd series during the summer, where, um, we get questions from people on Instagram, anybody, anybody, we just throw it out there, and, um, he has to answer their questions within 30 seconds, so, (laughs) 30 seconds or less, so, yeah, so, basically, that's what we're doing now, and then, um, the podcast, so, yeah. Awesome. Uh, all right, so you've been training guys for what, fifteen plus years, twenty years almost? No, wish. No, uh, two thousand nine we became a professional company. Okay. Uh, prior to that, we was just a hobby. It was just me and Tyreek in the gym getting shots up yeah. and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I mean, even from '09 to now, the game has completely changed. Right. Um, it's almost unrecognizable from right. what was happening to now. Um, I do agree with some of your uh, other podcast guests that there's a ton of positives. Right. A ton like. 
um, I think it was Kenneth who said, like, there's a kid somewhere random in the country right, right. that's just watching a video and then right. going to the court and working on it. Right. Like, that's really good. That right. did not exist in 09. Right. That's really good. To the, his, to the detriment, there's right. also a kid who shouldn't be working on, you know, the funny, like, any of, stuff. Any of it, the inside <laughs> right. out, cross, right. you know, yeah. step yeah. back, has he pulled, right. all that stuff. They shouldn't, they just need to know how to make a right hand layup. Yeah. So that's kind of to the, yeah, to the detriment. Um, what has been the biggest change from 09 to now that you've seen? I think, you know, the, the obvious elephant in the room is social media, but um, what would you say is kind of the biggest difference? Oh, we everyone would agree. I know it's a social, loaded question. But. No, but it's, no, <laughs> everyone would agree it would be social media. But I'm gonna go a different step and say that there are too many trainers now. Yeah, and I think with saturation comes the water downness, if that's such a word. Yeah, where mm-hmm. um, people aren't going to that singular place where whoever that person might have been or those people might have been those stakeholders yep. mm-hmm. that's making um, the right stuff happen. They're going to Johnny on the corner who who has access to a gym, and he or she may just, just throw the balls out there and say that they're a trainer for something now on social media, then it confuses the population uh, yeah. to think that they're really teaching Johnny or, or the player something that he or she may need in the game. So I think that's the biggest shift, or one of the biggest shifts, is like saturation, yeah. um, coupled with the social media. And I was going to, one of the things I thought even going into this, and it's something I see all the time, I poop at Lifetime up on 42nd Street, mm-hmm. and you see guys come, I, whether it's an NBA guy, whether it's a top high school guy, mm-hmm. but even if it's, um, say like Chris Brickley who is working with NBA guys or just a guy off the street mm-hmm. they'll attach themselves to just whoever if they see that person in the gym even they just rebound and form right. like oh that's my guy right, that's right, my guy. right what would you say and there's no de- I don't think there's a definition to it what would you say like what considers like hey this is actually like my like this is my guy that I'm riding with this is my I'm training this guy what, what's that definition really? um, if there it, is one it's not but I, I think for the most part, I'm, I'm in the cadre of trainers, and we speak about this often. Um, we call ourselves the levy, the heavy lifters. Yeah. And in, in that, for instance, let's say if I've been training you for six years, I, it's safe to say that you know we've built a relationship, yeah. and I've, you know, I've added to your game and made you you know helped you get to the next level. Yeah. Um, if we work out three or four times and you just rebound from me, I don't know what you're really. You may twerk or tweak a couple things. But you're not really, you know, you're not really helping me per se. Um, but if you put a lot of invested time into that young man or young lady, um, I think that you can lay your name attached to them. Yeah. Um, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, because we know that this is a, the, the business is not as loyal as it once was. So I train you on Thursday. You go train with Fred on Saturday. And then Fred lays claim to you when, throughout the whole time. The other six days you were working out with me, yeah. and I'm just chilling. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to advertise it on, on social media, so it looks kind of bad. And then on the flip side, that's if the player does well. Yeah. Well, if the player looks like crap out there, now you've attached your name to crap, and people are going to start banging you on your on your exactly. mission. It's like, yo, what happened to your man? He looking like you're looking crazy right now. So, exactly. um, in case in point, and I don't want to put anybody under the bus, yeah. but Mark um, Four started looking. Shaky out there. Yeah. Um, people started killing ties um, with Drew. Uh, with Drew. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that kind of, that's a double-edged sword. Exactly, man. You said something um, that stuck with me, but lays claim. So, you know, somebody works out with you, whether it be a week or six years. Mm-hmm. And um, on one of your previous podcasts, somebody said, listen, the kids don't create the culture. The adults do. Right. And we've created state claim he's mine right and that's yeah. that to me is just like it shouldn't matter right. it shouldn't matter and I think 
it didn't. It right. never did. But then, oh my God, Instagram. Yeah. Holy crap. I can get 100K. I know how to do all these moves. Like, I'm going to go do it. And this yeah. is my kid. And yeah. then God forbid, not God forbid, but let him go to college. Right. And it's, oh, now I work with right. college. Got, now I can go pro. I got high school. Right. And it's, you know, to your point, you've talked about it a lot, but it's the motivation behind it has switched. Mm-hmm. Um, which, not for the better. Mm-hmm. It's the... I know that we've all seen the Suge Knight video when he was on the Source Awards. Now yeah. he's the person, you know, do you want to be in the video? It's, that's, that's what Dancing it's Dancing in the video. It's, now it's that the, the producer wants to be in the video or the guy that's, you know, behind the scenes yeah. usually. Uh, but when we're on social media and Deja, you know, she knows, because I, I, we make a lot of jokes. Yeah. Um, um, just to basically say that you're a bum. We don't want anybody's ego to go crazy because, yeah. you know, the ego is... For the players and also the trainers seem to be the one that really needs to be checked for the most part. And, and parents, of course. Like, parents can be delusional at times also. But we put, like, a kid as a, you know, he may be All-American. We're going, right, you're still a bum. Like, yeah. Until, still you, a bum. until yeah, you make a 100 out of 100 every single time. Yeah, still a bum. You got work to do. <laughs> yep. Get to work. Always have work Always got, you know, Mike needed work. So hey, that's, I know. I know. So that's basically what we try to do. Um... We might as well get this this one out of the way, but a, a lot of the questions and themes you're talking to a lot of like heavy hitters in the New York City basketball landscape, mm-hmm. um, and the the one question that you are always asking is mm-hmm. is NYC still the mecca? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, of course, like history wise, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think basketball has shifted the last five years more than we ever thought it would, and it will continue. Um, I did if we're doing it by this, so I. I Looked at that question. I'm like, all right, let me see the top 100. I said, let me go back from 2013 to now. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair because we are now granted. We're saying this beforehand. These kids get poached to prep schools. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. does that count if you're playing for New Hampton, but you're from Brooklyn? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So Mm -hmm. this list will change. I didn't put those kids on. Okay. So I didn't put them on there if they left. So this is ESPN Top 100. If you go to Rivals, stayed in the city. Stayed in the city. So from 2013, there was three. Dakari Johnson, uh, Jermaine Lawrence, and Kenton Facey. Mm -hmm. 2014, there was four. Isaiah Whitehead, Chris McCullough. God, I thought he was going to be a beast, man. We had Mm -hmm. to play him at Providence. It was miserable. Mm -hmm. Terry Laurier, uh, Angel Delgado. Mm -hmm. 2015, one. Check Diallo. Mm -hmm. 2016, two. Raleigh Alkins and Pont Shamari. Mm -hmm. 17, Jelly. Mm-hmm. 18 Moses Brown. Mm-hmm. So if you look at this just from a wide angle and you say, is New York City the Mecca? Now, there's plenty of kids going to LIU, St. Francis, Central. There's tons of D1, D2, D3 talent, but it's New York. New York's not claiming St. Francis and right, LIU. They're right, claiming right, Duke, Kentucky, UCLA, right, Florida, the big boys. I don't know. That's my, I don't know. Now, history-wise, and like the it has everything, which is why it always will right. be. That's mm-hmm. my my answer is it always will be. You right. can't beat it because there's nothing like it. But is has prep schools like stolen it mm-hmm. and almost like ruined what? Because all those kids were going to stay at Zavarian and right. Hayes and right. all that. They're going to stay. Right. I don't know. That's that's my. I don't even know if that was a question. It was more of a statement. I, I think I know your question. You're asking, you know, like, I, you're asking me something I'd ask everyone else. Yes. Is New York City still a mecca? Yes. And I've never answered the question on, on camera. Oh, um, should we do it? Should I mean, when the camera's off, yeah, yeah, I yeah, kill yeah. it. Um, that's a great list, but it does 
not take into account the people that did yes. exactly. leave. and there's it's tons, tons. tons. Um, I will say, I, I think Tiny summed it up, Tiny Morton summed it up on his um, podcast when he said, we were we are the pioneers. Yeah. All right. Um, for instance, we started uh, rap music, right? Let's draw a parallel between rap music and basketball for this, for this case. Yeah. For this. We started rap music, now rap music is going international all over the world. Yeah. You can't necessarily say New York has the best rappers anymore. The South can lay claim to it. ACL can lay claim to it. LA has a stake in it yeah. also. They got, one of, they got top five albums oh, yeah. all the way through. I think New York City basketball is similar in that we are the ones that originated it. It's a good way to put it. But not originated it. We're not of saying course, but, yeah. but, but put it was a major stakeholder back in the day. Of course. You know, we have Kareem, Luau Sindor, we yeah. have Tiny Algebra, we have all those great players from back in the day. We don't have the same players that we once did. Um, and it could be a lot of different factors. Yeah. Um, but it's no longer the mecca from my standpoint. Are we getting better? Without a doubt. But we're we still put producing Division One players. We're not producing NBA players. Um, there was a time when we had Ella, L- Lamar. We had Ron, Ron, Ron Artest. Mm-hmm. We had Kenny. Kenny yeah. We had Steph. Kenny Smith. We had yeah. Steph. We had, uh, and these guys weren't just players on the fringe. They weren't G, oh, yeah. G League G League players. No, no. They were staples in the basketball community. Yep. Yep. And, I, and I go back to when Iverson and Stephon led that All Star game in early two thousands. And they just took over the All-Star game. It was just them being New York City basketball players. Even though AI's not from New York City, yeah. they still had that New York City street ball swag. Yeah. And that, Steph was a problem. Steph Marbury was a problem. Absolutely. Was, yeah. And for me, as an outsider, I mean, you grew up in Connecticut. You were right here. And I'm from Virginia. I grew up in Virginia where it's like... DMV is real. DMV is real, but... Real. But and, I would say number two. It's if, winning if, right now. Yeah, I would say if it's not DMV, number one, it's, it's something. Yeah, and, but and for me, though, as an outsider, I come up, I'm five, six, seven years old. We come up on vacation. I remember telling my mom, like, Mom, I want to go to Rucker Park. Like, I want to see what Rucker Park is. Okay. My mom was like, why, why are we going up to Harlem? Like, right. why are we going to do this? Like, right. I'm like, because that's what I that's see. Like, even then. Because it was like Slam Magazine. It was, it was Slam Magazine. It was an and one mixtape tour. Like, the actual yeah, mixtapes that on VHS and DVD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did go to the finish like, line and get a sneaker first, trying to sneak up. Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and so for me as an outsider, that's always going to be ingrained in my mind. Like, I wanted to follow out. I wanted to see, like, where these guys. I remember the first, I came up here. After I graduated high school was the year that KD showed up at Rucker and dropped oh, like yeah. 60. Oh, wow. So, what, you, that was what, two, I graduated high school 2010. Sorry, I was either 09 and 10. Right. It was when he was in the league. That was at Rucker, yeah. Yeah. That was at was Rucker just, That was at Rucker. It was at Rucker. Actually, he did both. He did both. Yeah. And so, and now, like, obviously in the summers, like, with Dykeman still going strong, everything, like, that, yeah. it's, it still has a feel, but I remember, like, at that point in time, when I'm in high school and, like, that means that when basketball meant, like, everything to me. It was like, yo, that's unbelievable. I was up here and I was like, mom, we got to go to Rucker. I didn't. I see on, that's when Twitter was just starting. Right. I see the next day, it's like Kevin Durant shows up at Rucker and plays. Yep. And you don't get that feel, I think, really Nowhere. anywhere else. Nowhere. Only place that, um, Dykeman still has that. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that feel. Um, not to knock any other uh, the tournaments, you know, there. Yeah. But Dykeman has that old school yeah. feel. It's to the point where in that era, the, the Rucker era, um, the NBA moved their offices to Harlem. Wow! And if you know, if you go back and watch some of the old stuff, old Rucker stuff, 
Bill Clinton came out there, mm -hmm. David Stern came out there, Shaq came out there, and it was um, announcers and everyone like, actually had a TV show on NBA TV. It's like going to an NBA game, really. Basically, had big couch chairs out there. Yeah. She's yeah. a Harlem young lady, so yeah. she knows. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So it was crazy, but, but I don't know. We don't have that same oomph, and, and, and I know that we mentioned him a lot on our podcast as um, um, Isaiah Washington brought that that feel back to just yeah. to the streetball circuit and brought that back to New York City and brought light back on New York. Yeah, I think he's the perfect kind of like microcosm of the benefits of what he created mm -hmm. and then what he left. Mm -hmm. So he was the first person to ever create a fam. Mm -hmm. Um and it was authentic and right. true to him. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean, he basically just kind of tweaked the finger roll, but, yeah. you know, brought it back. Because yeah. I always, I mean, my kids hate, I, you know, with King Loops, they hate me because I always say, we're peanut butter fam. Like, right. we make normal layups. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you can, if you can't make a peanut butter, then you can't jelly. Right. Just come sit down. Right. Um, so, you know, that's like the running joke with us. But he created a whole movement. Kids looked up to him. He was an icon at 17. That's mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like he's like he's that's I mean Harlem you have to be like yeah. early. Like, legend. It it's crazy how it just blew up. Yeah. It was It felt it, overnight, but I don't know when it, it happened. It really was, but then it wasn't. Like if you wasn't really in tune with Harlem and like Mill Bank and yeah. stuff like that, then you wouldn't really know. Yeah. But once like the Instagram and all that really got popping and people really started to notice and like it just became a thing. Like once anybody do, you got to scream jelly. Then it's like, what's jelly? Then you explain it. <laughs> you explain this and that and third to somebody, no. and it just keep going. So it's I don't know. That's really dope, and I like how like they just keep adding people to it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they got to slow down. <laughs> they just keep adding people to it. I know. They, cool. There's got to be some exclusive. <laughs> yeah. exclusive I can't even say it. exclusiveness <laughs> to it. Um, yeah, a lot of people Jack Jelly fam. Some of it be fake. Yes. But, so yeah. okay. So yeah. then it's like, all right, all great. He crushed it. You deserve right. it. You got yeah. a D one scholarship. Get out of here. Do your thing. And then it was guard fam and yeah, lockdown yeah. fam. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm, and I got kids coming up to tryouts. Like, oh, I'm a part of this fam. Then he tries out. I'm like, well, you can't play. Right. You can't even play for me. You can't. I'm part of Cut Fan. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> it's like we got a new group for you, man. We got a new group for you. And it's like. Is, yeah, it's like that's good. You should want to try to emulate what worked. Right. But what people don't realize is that that dude grinded. Right. That dude worked to then get you. No one can. I promise you, if he missed every jelly on Instagram, he'd have ten followers. Right. I agree. You know, what I'm saying? he's a he's a right. problem. That's why he plays D one ball. No, he was he was good. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm not gonna hold him back. In high school, he was yeah, legit. He was, he was legit. Yeah. Like he was. He went to the Jordan game. He was a late addition and yep. killed it. He yep. turned it out. So much, much, you know, much respect to he and his movement. Yeah, um, he I, did a great job. I think where the kids miss is like, oh, he he works at it and he's really good. Yeah, that's not, that's not on his Instagram. No, the, the, the shooting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not on there. Yeah. The so shooting on Instagram. Did he stay at the same high school the whole way through? Was uh, he four years where? I'm he went to Hayes, right? No, no. St. Rainbow. St. Rainbow. St. Because that was what made me think yeah, that. It yeah. Kinda, yeah, he did. I was thinking going into it. That's rare, too. Is, is, is loyalty to a certain high school, is that even really a thing anymore? Because, yeah. like, that's – and that's obviously – it's only part of the topic of the conversation. But, like, you can see even on the short side of a guy, like – um, going to a public school, whatever, and then going to a prep school, right. even just going across the river, right. going to Jersey, right. where you can go a Cole Anthony that kills it in Malloy, basically does everything you can in the city, right. and then goes to an Oak Hill. Right. Like, is that 
And then even look now in college basketball, you guys have transferring left and right. Mm-hmm. Is that a, a transition? At is there like, should there be loyalty to a high school program, or have we just evolved so much that it's like, I got to look out for myself and I got to put myself in the best position? Well, that is the pervasive yeah. attitude of today's society, and I mm-hmm. think that's a lot. Of, you know, today's society is that um, um, they feel that they're entitled, entitled, yeah. entitled, entitled, and they really shouldn't necessarily. They don't know how to push through the wall. Yeah. And um, some of the guys transfer for different reasons. You know, yeah. maybe they maybe too old. Yeah. Maybe the regents exams may be killing them. Um, there's certain things that may make them transfer, help them lead them to transferring. Yeah. But for the most part, if it's just straight basketball, to be honest with you, New York City high school is not that competitive. Yeah. You know, to be to be quite frank with you, I'm not knocking it, but you know there are some good isolated yeah. programs. Um, you know, the Christ the Kings of the world, the St. Rays of the world. The, um, there's the, a huge cliff. The top, you know, just, the Catholic is. school lead and the PSAL double A or yeah, cliff. It's a drop. Oof. And it's not a knock on these guys. It's just they can't recruit the best, yeah. best talent. No, it makes sense. Place. So, again, not knocking these guys, but it's just like if I have an opportunity to go, like, if I have a chance to go to um, school A around the corner, uh, Millennium's around the corner, right? Millennium, right? Mm-hmm. I said we go to Millennium, or I could go to chance to go to play in Malloy. I'm gonna go travel throughout the whole world as first playing basketball. It's a no brainer. If I'm gonna, yeah. you know, my goal is to go yeah. play Division One or Division Two basketball. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the dilemma that some of our, you know, the smaller programs are, are dealing with as far as raising their standards of basketball wise. Yep. Yeah, it was eye opening for me because I I just texted him the other day because I'm a being a big Virginia fan, I know Ty Jerome went to Iona Prep, mm-hmm. and then last year his little brother yeah. was at Stepanak, and then I see he's at, and then he's at Burton Catholic. So it's like yeah. two brothers, like and I was like, it's how not, does that happen? And and obviously in Virginia, I mean it's 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 obviously a different situation. But I think of Josh Harrison who went to Duke, yeah. Cortland High School, small little country town in the middle of nowhere, won like two state titles, and then dipped his senior year. Just I mean he's like yep. put himself in the best position. Right. I think he'd already even committed to Duke, but he's like. Ah, I gotta go place. Yeah. He wasn't making himself better playing against me. I'll tell you. Right, right, right. So, it was like, so it was like, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting shift. Right. I don't even know if it was a shift, but it, it's just the trend. Is, it is, right. yeah. yeah. Um, one thing we've talked about before on our podcast is I know USA Basketball has their certification and they're and they're working on trying to um, legitimize what a, co- a youth basketball coach means. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen, you know, Duvall Simmons, shout out to him, he's hilarious mm-hmm. on Twitter mm-hmm. and always has like the funniest basketball mm-hmm. tweets and comments, but he tweeted one t- uh, either today or yesterday. Or two days ago. Yeah, about the, the uh, doctor. Yeah, and it's like, to do anything in life, you there has to be either education or certification or more education or whatever it is, and then the last one was like basketball coach or trainer, um, no Instagram and yeah, no experience and a camera, camera. Yeah. and it's true um, for sure. But how do we, as coaches, fix it? Because I, it, I think it needs to come from the top, whether it's like NCAA or NBA or USA Basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that. It's hard only because there's, there's a training aspect and there's a coaching aspect. Yeah. Um, trainers doesn't, doesn't necessarily have any type of certification where the coaches do because yeah. um, there's multiple ways to skin a cat yeah. so what, what may work for you may not work for Deja what may not work for you as far as the training aspect is concerned mm-hmm. um, if you look back um, maybe like 10 years ago Dirk Nowitzki's trainer at the time the, the, the young man that was in, in Germany mm-hmm. like he's older now um, he was training some 
unorthodox yeah, crazy stuff. Crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. That we, we said I, I saw it in at some I think it was like a dark documentary. Yeah. But he was doing like hops Hop, and like what? wild. Okay, so now wild. move ten years now. You see Kevin Durant doing spins just like that at the top of the key yep. in his warm up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing spins and spin back this way counterclockwise. Yep. So what we thought was crazy back then is now part of the the the, the, the current culture. So in a long story, saying what I'm basically saying is hard to really put that on training. You can't really. There's no curriculum that you can create yeah. that's mm-hmm. going to make you a better player. It may not work for you. Mm-hmm. But it may not, work, but it may work for her. So it's, that's relatively pretty hard. Yeah, I know. And then you I got, don't have a good answer. I was hoping you did. No. <laughs> if, if it was, if somebody was trying to monetize it. I know somebody would do it. it. I know. Because um, Larry Burr's shot was his, he crazy. Didn't have perfect form, uh-huh. but he was wet. Yeah. Steph is not wet. I mean, he's not perfect, but yeah. he's wet. Yeah. So you know, it's different things. Like, yeah. Like, I could if I throw it in like that all the time and it goes in. Right. Yeah. Keep doing that. Yep. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So, I don't, so, so coaching, yes. Um, and I think that's, you know, I know that Positive Alliance does something. Yeah, they, I think they work with USA. Yeah, USA Basketball does something. And they basically, you know, as far as the mentorship component, yeah. and I, that's very vital in today's game, um, the mentorship component. Um, they can put stuff that they can implement on that end as far as coaching and reaching a kid. But teaching a kid to go between the legs. It's, it's, and then you got different vernacular out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a faction in the training world that believes certain things as far as words is like inverted and... and I don't even know what it means. In, I looked at it like yes. a thousand times. That Honestly. It means, means opposite, but... Oh, but, but, just say... Exactly. So let's just say... just yeah. So I say opposite, you say invert. Now you train with him on Thursday, you train with me on, on Tuesday. And now you go Now you confuse like, what the hell am I... What am I going on? I'm invertedly yeah. opposite. Like, so you don't know... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you don't know what's going, <laughs> so yeah, don't know what's going on. So yeah. it's hard to create di- different um, words that is going to fit training. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that I that I loved about Tyrone Grant's uh, episode was he said, and I I believe him. I've never met him, but I believe him. He said I was friends with like three people growing up playing basketball because I was too competitive. Yeah. That, from what I've seen, now again, like I grew up in grew up in Connecticut, and then I coached college basketball for about six years. Kind of hopped around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, at the college level, it's a little different. You know, our guys were competitive because they made it there, and you know, there were some guys that were just like, ah, whatever. I kind of just like the jersey and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there were other guys that were just dogs. Like mm-hmm. they were there because they're good. Mm-hmm. At the youth level, it's flipped. Um, and even you know, guys that I coach now. Don't speak to each other on the court. Best friends off. It has completely switched. How do you do that? Switched. Won't speak to each other. We'll actually get mad at each other when like something goes wrong and like talk down to them. As soon as soon as the game ends, it's like let's go get Chipotle. How do they do that? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. And I don't know how to change it because they look at me like I'm crazy. Right. Like I'm like guys, you can't be nice to each other. You can't right. stop doing it. Like you either got to speak or fight. Like we're literally like encouraging. Competitiveness yeah. and almost like please fight. Yeah. Like we, we're not even gonna break it up if you fight. Do something. Yeah. Pull a jersey. Foul somebody right. hard. Something. I mean, I don't know. Again, another hard loaded question. But like, when did that switch? And look, everyone likes to always say like, "Oh, I'm an old head." I'm 29, man. Right. I, I'm not much old. I'm nine, ten years older than these kids, right. and it wasn't like that for me. Right. So it just happened. Yeah. Social media. It is. People don't want to get embarrassed, too. Yeah. That, yeah, they don't. And then I think that's where it leads to, like, not trying. It's very cool to not try hard. Because mm-hmm. if you didn't study for a test and you yeah. failed. I didn't try. Right. But if you tried, 
then you're embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how to switch that in a kid. I, we, I don't know how. Well, I think everything starts from the NBA down. And I think um, everyone was represented by the same agency. They grew up together from AAU all the way up through. So they've known each other for 30 plus years and they help each other off the ground. Which, you know, respectable as far as sportsmanship is concerned. But when it, in the heat of the battle, like, you, you got to figure it out. You got to get up yeah. on your own. Um, but, and it trickles down. Then it's social media. They can DM each other. They got the same Jelly Fam. Well, not Jelly Fam. Let's say Git Fam or whatever. Cut, get Guard. Guard. Or whatever. Whatever fan. Yeah. 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 So now they're friends and they feel like they have, a, like, a sense of um, kinship where they're not mm-hmm. necessarily going to go at each other. Yeah. Um, the, I think the hardest thing to, and this is a parallel with life, like, Kids are just nice. Yeah, there's. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's it. They're just, they're just nice. It's just nice. You know, scared. Yeah, they yeah. just uh, they don't want to try it. Like, like there there aren't that many Kobe's out there. Or no, just straight sure dogs. Because I'm not in the everyday. Like you guys, are, I mean, I've, I'll see kids that'll come through a lifetime, and even then, where it's like. If they if they had a bad game, they might want to be like, oh, I'm just I'm out I'm out of here. Like, right. They might yeah. still like be on the court. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's like, nah, it's like I'm gonna get out before it gets worse almost. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just don't want to get to that point. So I don't if that links in, it's like if I'm if that's me, I'm gonna be like, nah, we're staying, we're playing like until we win. It's on the next one. Like yeah. you know what else also is AAU basketball, not not a knock on AAU basketball, but you have a game at nine. Ah. When I know hella high water, you lose, whatever the case may be, you got a game at eleven. So that's already raced out of your brain. Yep. Um, I, I put on Twitter not too long ago, um, some of these programs should tell the AU um, director, I will play until I lose. So the, the, the adage, when I go home, so if I lose at nine. It's over, the tournament's over. My 11 o'clock game is somebody's going to win by forfeit. Yep. Somebody's going to win by forfeit at three. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So my, now I'm trying to inspire my, my kids. Like, y'all want to play at three, we have to win at nine. Maybe tournaments should do that. Yeah, that's a money grab, bro. Yeah, no. It's a money grab. It's a money grab. My bad, my bad, my bad. That was dumb. <laughs> no, it's a great idea. Yeah. Like, that's a great idea. <laughs> I guess you could maybe do it in the summer, and it's like a winner go home type deal. But yeah, yeah. not, but not in Ardsley, not in Ardsley, not in Brewster, no. not in Eastern, where you got to pay for the gym. Like, no, no, no. no can't do it. No, no, no. Can't do it. Pay when as you go. Play, pay as you go. Could be. Tournament. Yeah, where it's like a game, it's like 80 bucks per game, and then yeah. you, then it, it comes up to, usually tournaments are like 350, 400, yeah. right there. So that, that hey, I'm telling you, that's it a, could be on to something. Yeah, I hope so. Right. Hopefully it brings them back into um, competitiveness within the young age. I like that. Um, speaking of AAU, obviously that uh, has completely changed since, mm-hmm. since I was in it. Um, you know, Connecticut is certainly not a powerhouse of basketball, but in the area that I grew up, there was like three. Mm-hmm. So you had to go to like Stanford Peace, New Haven Heat, or like CT Elite. Elite right. um, and that was like That's basically it. it, unless you were in like, you know, what we, and I'm, I'm from, Wallingford uh, or yeah, yeah, like upstate yeah, Connecticut, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, like the nowheres of Connecticut. There was only a couple. Um, and me, I'm, I'm part of it. King Hoops is one of the nine million in New York. Uh-huh. And so it has become... Uh, somebody said it on one of our podcasts, but like bodega basketball, mm-hmm. there's a, every there's corner. on every corner, there's an organization again, one half. Awesome. More opportunity. Kids get to play. You know how many kids got cut from those three programs in Connecticut and that were maybe just had a bad tryout or mm-hmm. should have whatever. But then 
you have, I mean, I've, I've had it with all players, take off this jersey, go play for him. You got crazy dudes in these dudes, seventh grade, trying to promise, like, a pipe dream. Right, right. And for what? Right, It's right. like the kid either could be really good or could just be a high school player. And right. now you're, the whole system is kind of messed up, as we've seen from the NCAA and all that stuff. Where do you see AAU going? Maybe just if you, if you just want to focus on New York, that's fine, too, kind of in the next five to ten years. I'm going to put this out there. You guys are the first to know other than outside of our staff. Um, I think it's the biggest money grab I've seen in human history. It's a great hustle. Oh, yeah. and, and I say that. Daycare and AAU tournament organizers. Oh, Too bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I've done the math. Like, and, 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 so let's say, like, hypothetically, and I'll say in a more affluent, affluent area, if you get 10, uh, 10 players on a mm-hmm. team, let's say you have four teams. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's $1,000 a person. That's $10,000, right? Yeah. Per squad. Per squad. I have 14. That's $40,000, right? So now my expenses are practice, right? Got to have a gym. And if you have a gym hookup, hopefully that's like, you know, you're like, instead of $200 an hour, you're at $175. So let's say I don't have a hookup, right? Yeah, even if So I'm now combining teams, 7th and 8th team practice. One team on this side, one team on this side. So that's splitting costs right there. I'm spending no more than two thousand dollars between that and then paying a coach is another thousand. This is for a season, yeah. and then uniforms, and then yeah. maybe the tournament fees. Uniforms, a couple hundred bucks, yeah, depending I'm, on what you get. I'm four thousand dollars in expenses, so that's plus six thousand. I do that four seasons. There's four seasons. You have a fall, winter, yeah. spring, yeah. summer, and you know we go locally. We may go to Jersey, Connecticut, whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah, that's not that's super expensive. Right? Yeah. And the parents take the kids anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right? You so gotta I'm find not, some parents that can drive. I'm not. I'm not taking a van. I'm not yeah, renting a van. So you do that four times a year. You plus six thousand each year. I'm being just like one team. Yeah. Kind of thing. So you're bringing home maybe sixty thousand in cash. Yeah. That's a great hustle. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> somebody, somebody in this uh, NYC basketball space, when I, I got to kids in the game about three years ago, and uh, he looked as dead. He was, first of all, he said, don't. Mm-hmm. Don't start one. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said, the, the money is in bad basketball. Yeah, I said that in the park. <clears throat> you said that too? Yeah. The money is in bad basketball, yeah. which is sad. It is. Um, but it, as I say it's sad, it's like, look, like, if, if there was no opportunity before, like that kid, again, like in kid, that kid was just not going to play. He was going to go to the Y mm-hmm. or just not get that experience. So I don't know. I think the other half just to play devil's advocate is like, look, if you can do it and you want to travel and you want that experience, but you know that college is just never a mm-hmm. thing. Like this is kind of your Super Bowl. It's mm-hmm. like, exactly. all right, here we go. Like we're going to Ardsley. Like right. we got to go beat yeah, whoever, you know, we'll the high Queens, pride, whoever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I see it going. Um, I hope that it kind of pauses a little as far as like all the pop. I know it's not. It's not. It's because they get cut from your program. You go, and then Johnny, Johnny's father or mother opens up a program down the block. And next thing you know, now I'm competing against you guys to get players or whatever, whatever the case may be. But in my era, and I'm not dating myself, but there was only three or four programs. Yeah. And it was survival of the fittest. Um, like I never played on those big time programs. Like yeah. I wasn't there like that to be able like y'all Riverside. Like, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. I wasn't. There. Those guys became the pros. They yeah, became yeah, Kenny yeah, yeah. of the world, yeah. Kenny Smith, or Stephon's, and yeah. Kimbers of the world, they, and they Gaucho type of players. Yeah. I wasn't on that level, so I had to play in the park. 
So over the park, I you know local BS tournaments and then played there. When it was time to play for real real stuff, I played high school. Yeah. Played all right. Got to college. Played all right. Came home. Played all right. Street ball. Yeah. Toyed a little bit with overseas and. That's it. That was it. That's it. Put a cap on that career. Yeah. And just play in the streets. Yeah. And that's basically, I think that's, it's a catch-22, and I'm on both sides. As an educator, as an educator, you want more opportunities for the kids to have, yeah. to be able to play. But then you want tougher kids um, to be able to fight through and be the, the, one of the top elite programs. And that's what New York is lacking sometimes, I think. We, we, we watered down the whole process. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, they, there's, again, it's a cliff. It's like, all right, you got the Gauchos, the Riversides, PSA, right. New Heights, all them. And then after that, there's not. That's where I want to be. I want to be the B. Right. I want to be, all right, you got cut from all those five? Right. Come on. Come on. Through, right? We got you. Right. That's exactly where we want to be. Right. Um, so you want to be uh, the Tarkanian of uh, A? No, 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 I'm cutting that from the butt, no, 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 hell no, um, but I just want to be where it's like, all right, maybe we, we're sending a kid to like, you know, Williams or like Amherst, like high level D3s and then like LIU maybe, you know what I mean, that, like that's LIU. where we want to be, right. um, you know, right now we're sending, we'll probably have like two or three kids go to like some Sunnies, mm-hmm. so still great, like go hoop, that's awesome, that's yeah. great, um, but we're not there yet. Right. But that's kind of like where, when we started it, we're like, that's where we want to be. That's right. kind of like a nice sweet spot where n- almost no one aspires. Everyone wants to be PSA. Right, right. Everybody wants to be New Heights. Right. Like, we're all good. Right. Because that comes with a whole nother door of problems yeah. that I don't want to deal with yeah. at all. Then I don't want sh- sneaker stuff. I don't want any of that. Let me just stay in this lane and crush it. Right. And I think with that, on top of it, if that's not, like, if your dream is... I want to be. I want to play EYBL, and that it doesn't work out. It's finding the right thing that works for you from there, not just taking like, oh, this coach coming out of the blue. Like for me, I wanted to play like high level AAU basketball. It didn't work out. I had teams like guys that should not be coaching any youth sport, don't know anything. Like, hey, come with this. We're playing this next weekend. Right. We can play. You'll get these minutes. And I mean, my parents neither of them big time athletes or anything. There's like, oh, well, we want to get them in a good position. End up finding a trainer an hour away that ran a basketball school that mm-hmm. was a college coach at Virginia at Clemson. Yeah. And for me, I developed better working right. in a group scenario like that. And rather than, and obviously there's still competition, there are camps and, and playing, working one on one though. Right. But like for me, playing on a low level, like we'll throw a bunch of guys together, <laughs> guys together practice yeah, yeah, like yeah. Every, every once in a while. That wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have developed where, but you find the right fit for you, whether it is a program that maybe isn't on the shoe circuit or just finding a training program that's going to get you better and get you to the level where it's playing college ball, just being happy with yourself as a ball player. It's finding that that mix and finding what works, not just taking the next thing that that gets thrown out at you. When I was bold on your behalf, your family, not to just... You know, see the golden, you know, the golden eggs. Yeah. You're gonna travel, travel, travel. They probably hit you with. You're gonna travel. Be seen by this many coaches, this many coaches, this many coaches. Yeah. Like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> um, we're gonna go to the gym and get better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is just not normally the case. Right. Um, last thing, we kind of want to kick it to you guys. Like, what's next for the Mecca Podcast? What's next for Team Footprints? Kind of what's on the horizon for 2019 for you guys? Um, so right now we're about to um, start back up season two of the 32nd series. Nice. So, um, yeah, we're about to start I'm going to submit some. That. Yeah, yeah please do. <laughs> please do. We're about to start recording that. Um, podcast is still going. Who's next? I don't know. Oh, we're going to release somebody from PSA. Oh, there the we go. The director of PSA. All right, nice. So I like it. Yeah. Lunch, right? Yeah, lunch, yeah. Yep. Good dude. Yeah, that. 
So um, that's next. Um, what else? We're going to do, um, you guys will be the first to know. On our story on IG, we're going to start doing like workouts that players can do on it. On it. As far as physical conditioning stuff, we already do a thing called train by yourself on the IG store. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I'm in the gym doing drills that, and I'll be honest, I'm not needed. I shouldn't even exist. When I played as a trainer, yeah. Like, I'm, you 29, you probably didn't have a trainer. You had to call your dad. <laughs> and pops. Yeah, my pops, pops was a coach. Was chest pass to me, one pull up. Yeah, yeah. So, we were doing like a um, train by yourself series, and we put it on IG every Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Monday. And that's why every Monday. So, what we're going to do now in our story, IG story, is like, um, because you know there's kids out of shape. Even in season they're out of shape. Um so we're gonna do like uh, you could do like push ups on your own, squats on your own, different, you know, cardio drills that you can do within our story, but the story of ten seconds. Yeah, but it continues then, so Yeah, you can just do multiple. Yeah, so it's just seamless. Yeah, so we're gonna do something like that on our story so that nice. players can just basically see that you can stay in shape in some way, shape or form. I like it. Um and we've become more we don't post drills. Um that's kind of Saturated. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're um, again with Deja, we become more of a resource for parents and, and players and stuff like that um, because they're not getting the proper information that they need to, yep. to make sound decisions. Yes. Yep. Um, and that's helping with the questions that people are submitting to us. And again, she's been spearheading that and filling all the questions. Up, so we need more. Um, we try to release that on Thursdays, I think it was. Yeah, every Thursday. So we're going to start back in February. And nice. We're not here. Again, we we shouldn't exist, but but now it's just too big now for it to yeah, yeah. dissolve. Yeah. yeah, tons of people to help. True. Yeah. Where uh, where can everybody find you? Like websites, social, um, Instagram, Team Footprints. Basically, that's it. Yeah, that's And then YouTube too, right? It's Team. Yeah. Is it? But it's the Mecca. Pop- okay, but it is Team Footprints, right? Because right. I typed in the Mecca, but uh, no, it's but it is Team Footprints. Okay, we just call it the Mecca Podcast. Gotcha. Just um, to highlight again, New York City yeah. movers and shapers. Um, Footprints with a Z. With a Z. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, that's it. You know, we got the Train by Yourself series, the Mecca podcast, thirty seconds Q and A, the the workout stuff, and there's something else in the YouTube page. Yeah. You know, so you were busy. Nice. And on top of that, she's now working at Fox. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. What are you doing there? Um, I work with the sales and media type of thing. Nice. Well, we need some sponsorships on the show. That's legit. Awesome. Well, congrats on that. Well, listen, thank you guys again for coming out. This was awesome. Great conversation, and, and we'll make sure to obviously post this at you and get it out. And This was great. We'll have you guys on again. But good luck this year, and uh, obviously, thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Lately I've been feeling like this what I've been working towards If you ain't trying to be the boss and tell me what you working for Certain doors were closed but now they opening up Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup Pull, slush, rustles up next and I got this Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious Taking 12 shots like where the cops is, come on